All right, everybody. Welcome back to Comics Only, the podcast where comedians talk with other comedians. The only one. My guest today is my friend, comedian, writer, and cartoonist, Dana Wisson. Dana, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, and thanks for saying uh, pronouncing my name correctly. It doesn't happen very often, and it's always appreciated when it happens, so thank you. I was going to double-check, and I just went for it, so I'm glad I got it right. Oh, and yeah. didn't fuck it up then, now that oh, you yeah. said that. And that says a lot about you, if you can get, get my name without... Double checking because you know you never know. It is a little tricky. It is. Um, have you ever corrected somebody? Like, do you correct people if they say your name wrong when they're bringing you up on stage? No. Yeah, I can't do it. I just I'm whatever you called me. Like, I'm Derek Sparks for this set. Fuck it. Like, I don't give a shit. You know, like. Yeah, it's it's so awkward, and I I used to correct people back in like my first the first half of my stand up career, like, uh. Am I, am I good? Yeah, you're good. Sound? Yeah, okay. you're good. Um, I would correct people, and it's like, no. that Because when I see other, like, newer comics do it, I'm like, ugh. There's just no way to make it funny, really. Yeah. You're just like, oh, my name's so-and-so. Dude, uh, yeah. Devin Hannick told me a really funny story. He said he was in Chicago, and this um, there was a trans woman hosting an open mic, and somebody misgendered her. And she got, and not on purpose, just like made a fuck up on accident. And she got like really mad and yelled at him and like pulled him off stage early. What? Yeah. Like I get like, I mean, it's a little overboard, but I also like get it. Like it's a, you know, uh, I mean, it's personal. It probably, you know, it probably did hurt a lot. Like there's probably been a lot of times that's happened on purpose. Yeah. Like Devin said he thought it was an accident, but like, who knows really? Yeah. And like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it was the right thing to do, but like. Like, I understand it also. Yeah. How about that? Um, the intentions were good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and really <laughs> I guess so she brings up the next comic instead, right? And she's like, give it up for your next comic, uh, Jake Smith. And the comic gets up there and goes, well, my name's actually Jack, but uh, I'm not going to make a big deal about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's so funny. Oh. See, that's like when you find a perfect moment like that to address either like an awkward moment or someone mispronouncing your name, that's when it it works. When yeah. it's like, okay, you found this perfect moment to make a silly joke. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they correct a host, um, they it comes off as aggressive and always and, yeah almost and then, always yeah pretty much uh, every time i've seen it and when i did it it was aggressive and then you <laughs> it's usually how you start your set and so you start your set off aggressive and then it's just yeah so people yeah it's kind of hard to recover from like i'm an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah it's like okay you're my last name has nothing to do with my upcoming set so why even mention it that's the host's fault you know that's right. their issue They'll probably, if they mispronounce my name, they're probably mispronouncing other people's names. Just let them. Right. Like, if you react too much, you're in the wrong. But all the comics who know your last name know this host sucks if they watch it. So just just let them know that. Yeah. You know the comics in the back of the room are going to see, they're going to agree with you. Like, fuck this guy. (laughs) So uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I've been doing stand-up for a little over seven years. Years and then improv like 12, 10, wow, nice. 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very, very jealous of the comedians who have a background in improv. I'm just, uh, oh, yeah. I'm taking a class, my first improv class right now <gasps> at Stir Crazy. <gasps> yeah. Who's the instructor? Brian, who oh does my the God. sound for the mics. Brian's Brian Kawasu. Awesome. 
Okay. Yeah, he's cool as hell. What um, kind of improv is it? Like short form games? Uh, yeah, mainly short form games. Hell yeah. And then um, some like, I don't know, general scene work, I guess, or whatever. Oh, that's um, awesome. It's fun. It's really fun. And it's on Saturdays at 10 in the morning. Oh, So when damn. I saw that, I was like, I don't have to miss mics. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, every that's- other time I tried to like consider doing an improv class, it was like, I'm not doing this on like Monday evenings or whatever. I used to take improv classes on Mondays and that was difficult, like getting there. And also like I'm in Phoenix and I had to go to Tempe uh, during rush hour. Mm -hmm. But you know, once I get there, it's like, oh yeah, this is fuck yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like learning a new language. That's how my brain feels. Like I remember when I was in South America trying to learn Spanish and it's just like constantly you're like searching for the right thing to say Mm -hmm. and like, and it feels like that when I'm doing improv where I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I kind of freeze a lot. And I'm like, oh, I got to yeah. like think my way out of freezing, which is oh, tough. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's I can feel how much it's going to make me better at stand up. Oh my God. It's, I'm excited for you because like, I, I've always thought, and not just because I am a stand up who does improv, but I really believe that stand up comics who have an improv background or are actively taking improv are some of maybe the better comics and or my favorite comics because you can, (laughs) you never know, you got, you never know, but, um, I mean, usually there's some, do you know, know, um, do you know who Sam Talent is? I know who he is. I haven't watched his comedy yet, but I have a feeling I'd love him. You would love him. Okay. Do you love him? I love him. Okay. And he's very improv heavy and you can (gasps) tell like that he's improv trained when you watch (sighs) a set. You're like, I mean, to the point where, like, he does, it feels like he's not doing any material at all, ever. Oh. If you watch him enough times, you'll see things. You're like, oh, that's a bit. But it doesn't feel like one, ever. Okay. And there's always, like, routes for him to go different directions. It's pretty incredible. Um, He's one of the most unique comedians I've seen, for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, next time he's in town. We'll go see him maybe. Or where does he where does he perform at like the big clubs or like smaller clubs? What's like his kind of He audience? just got on Rogan recently, so like oh. he's probably transitioning from like C and B rooms to A rooms right now. And he wears shorts on stage, right? Sometimes yeah. I fucking I've seen that. love that. Okay. Yeah. Like I had I had a woman, an older woman. Uh, okay, I'm not I don't want to say like what the specific thing was, but a comedian I Okay, I mentioned her age that has nothing to do with anything. Basic, a woman from a different generation than I'm from, mm-hmm. a comedian, gave me like some nice praise, like public praise, which I really was very happy about. But then also mentioned uh, in the same public forum how I, um, in the video she watched of mine, I was wearing a sleeveless shirt. She was like, oh, she was wearing a sleeveless shirt. Interesting choice. And so... I, so I, 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 I think about that all day, every day for like the past year. And then I see like Sam wearing shorts and I'm like, my, my choice to not wear sleeves was a good choice. You dumb bee. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, yeah. The rules are there to be broken. Yeah. Wear what you want. Yeah. But I haven't even watched Sam's comedy yet. I, I do think that fat people look better on sh- in shorts on stage than skinny people for some reason. I agree with that. <laughs> like I ag- Stavros? I never oh, yeah. think Stavros looks weird in shorts. He's a shorts guy too? Yeah, he wears shorts a lot. Okay. 
So I think it's a bigger guy thing, and they're usually kind of like hot blooded. They don't get cold easily, you know. So they yeah, like that makes shorts. sense. Yeah, that's. I'm why not I wear even TikTok. trying to be mean. Like yeah, I'm just that's what I see. That yeah makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope uh, you would think we would have more shorts wearing comics in Arizona. I know. Maybe in Tucson. It's not cool here. There's like yeah. a few people that do it, but it's pretty. Like, yeah. Not common. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I I. I suppose, like, if women wear shorts on stage, I guess. I've seen it a lot more in Oregon because in Oregon when it gets, like, to 100 degrees and people aren't used to it, they're like, this is insane. Oh, my Whereas, God. Whereas, like, here everybody's used to the heat. And, yeah. like, you get in your car in the garage so you can, like, turn on the air conditioning in yeah. there. So it's like wearing pants isn't that big a deal. You're Yeah, it's that's like, true. It's just, like, the three-minute walk from your car to the bar that sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sucks always because it's just, like, always hot. Like, yeah. it's, like, 85 degrees and all the bars were hanging out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doing comedy in the summer here sucks. I'm so happy it's getting cooler again. But that's awesome that so you, like, miserable. that you still, like, go. Because I've, like, avoided going to. Well, yeah, like, mic drop was outside. It was, like, oh, 110 I degrees. I, I went, like, once right before the extreme, like, heat wave happened. I'm, like, I can't. I just felt. Because you feel like drained, worn out afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. But yeah. you went. You have you been going to the mic drop mic like consistently? No, I only go when it's inside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start honest. going. I'm gonna start going. Are you gonna start going like now that it's cooling down? Like if it's outside Maybe. or? Maybe I don't yeah. know. I still feel a little weird about it. I hear you. Like I don't. I probably will. I would love to work there eventually, so it's yeah. good to make good impressions and hang out. Yeah. And it's it's like, uh, how to put it, Um, I have a lot more respect for the clubs that have open mics than the yeah. ones that don't. Or yeah. not. I don't know. Not That's not that's not true. I love House of Comedy. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, they're great. I like when clubs have mics and you feel like there's an opportunity to like get on stage there yeah. and have somebody like at stir crazy, you know, Lamar will see you if you get on the mic yeah. and that, that means something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's nice that they're including you. Right. Like it, it's nice to feel included. Like, Oh, I get to hang out at this club and actually perform, even though I'm not like a, a main performer yet or like on the weekends or whatever. Um, yeah. That's what I like a, a lot about mic drop and stir crazy and yeah, I wish these bigger clubs like I would. Yeah, it'd yeah. be fun if they just like had a, just like a night a week for the culture. Whereas like, yeah. how about the comedians come hang out stand up live one night a week? Oh my god, that would, would be, be fun. The best, yeah, and just like get us all cracked out on Red Bull and yeah. And, and, <laughs> uh, what do they sell there? Nachos? I don't know. Liquid death. Liquid death. Oh yeah, I love. I, I love paying ten dollars for a liquid death hey, twice during one show. Ten dollars. <laughs> oh, you have to. Yeah, twenty bucks to to die by liquid. I, I'm all for it. You know, when in doubt, drink one. And you know, liquid deaths are great because it's you can always use it as a potential like joke. Like you can make a ton of jokes about liquid death, and I don't know. On stage, I yeah, mean, you could. Yeah, good prop. It's a good prop. I like prop comedy. Well, I like yeah. I like it when when I did it until I realized I don't need to fucking do prop. Did you com used to do prop comedy? Kind of. I would end up until maybe like two years ago. Uh huh. Two, and it was a great bit, but I cringe so much looking back on it. I I ended my set with a musical, musical impressions. So mm -hmm. I would start with. 
musical impressions and it started with me holding an iPad on stage and having the picture of each person <laughs> I was doing impersonating and then yeah. swiping it but that was difficult so then I eventually up until I stopped doing it so for maybe a year I had 11 by 17 no yeah 11 by 17 prints um from FedEx of like Celine Dion Amy Lee Miss Piggy like a bunch of voices that I would just keep in my car in a huge envelope. And then I would take it on stage with me, even at like the clubs and stuff. When I like back when I was still kind of in the clubs, not really, I've kind of never really quite been there. Um, I would take it, walk on stage with my big old thing of props. Yeah. And it, the bit was always awesome. Like it always did well. Cause like I would um, compare Amy Lee and Miss Piggy's voice, like Amy Lee from Evanescence, mm-hmm. and then like switch the picture as I did the voice. Uh-huh. And it was really fun and it got a good response. But as soon as I got rid of those props, like I literally, I was like, I have to do this. This is a crutch. I sat in my car and I just ripped up the whole thing. <laughs> I, was like, I am a new comedian. I and love that. I haven't I done it since. Yeah. It's funny those crutches you have. When I first started comedy, I sat on the stool every set for like six months. Oh, really? Unless there wasn't a stool. Okay. Yeah. Was it, why did you do it? Like, were you anxious? Yeah, I was anxious and I kind of felt like it made me less anxious. Like, I okay. kind of just settled into like being there and it helped yeah. me calm down in a weird way. And I was like, oh, I need to figure out how to like do that always. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, yeah. I realized that at some point it just hit me. I was like, oh, I'm holding myself back doing this. Oh, fuck. It sucks when you realize that. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. So comedy is just like constantly doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like constantly realizing like, oh, that thing I thought I was doing really well and thought that was really working was actually one of the worst things I could have been doing yeah. on stage, off, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> Yeah, definitely you know? never cried in the car on the way home. Oh, yeah. Do you? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. After what show and for yeah, how long yeah. did the cry session yeah. last? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's happened a few times. Like, yeah. There's just been bombs where it's like, oh, nobody thought that was funny at all. Oh, <laughs> no. Wait, how long have you been doing comedy? Four years now. Oh, shit. Okay. And you did it in Portland? Uh, Eugene. Or? But I made it up to Portland quite a bit. Oh, okay. Eugene's uh, an hour and 45 minutes south. Okay. It's a small college town. It was a perfect place to start. Okay. Because I made some really insanely good friends because the scene's so small. Okay. That you see the same, literally 20 people. Damn. About, like, mm. that's about, like, they've been sending lists from the open mics to a group chat that I'm still in from Eugene. And, like, there's 12 people on the list. I used to go up twice in Eugene. I'd go up like fourth and then hang out to the end and go up again like 14th. Because there would still be a crowd there. Like 12 comics doing five minutes is an hour long show. Like that's not that long. Like people would still be hanging out. Like I wouldn't, if there was nobody there, I wouldn't go up again. Like I'm not going to bomb for my six friends again. That sounds fucking horrible. (laughs) Like you already bombed once. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Your friends start heckling you. It's like, are you going to (laughs) cry twice after the show? We can't handle that. So it was nice how easy it was to get on stage. There was nights where I was like, I don't really feel like being out tonight. And I would leave my house at 715, get to the mic, sign up at 730, go up first, go up at eight, be home by 815. What? And I could, in an hour, I could do my five minutes. And just like, that's not possible here. Oh, my God. There's nothing like that. Wow. Like, you'd have to get so lucky. 
Yeah, you have sometimes to get so lucky or I like, did. I did get the mic drop the other day, and the list was like you could go first or twenty third. Oh, I was like, I'll take first. Like, yeah, please. Like, it's so insane to me that like the last twelve people of that chose to go there instead of first. Yeah, that's because also when you go first, I now also I think if I if I was there and I saw that the number one spot was open, I would have. Seriously considered putting my name toward the end, but uh, I would have put my name there. But um, <laughs> when you go up, may, I don't know, I guess maybe it's because I've been doing it for a while, but like when you go up in like the first 10 people, that's when like everyone's there. So it's like, even if you're performing for comics, uh, that's the place to, for me at least to do it because it, it feels like a real audience especially when you're doing it inside for I the totally open mic. Agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I'm all, like I always when I go cuz I want to start going back again. I keep telling myself. Oh, um <laughs> I want to go back to the mic drop mic and then um and then frick I fr- frick I forgot what I was saying, but anytime I go and I see that I'm like number 15, I'm like, "Oh, I just missed the good spot." Yeah, that's but, true, huh? Yeah, but still, I mean, it's it sucks yeah. watching a mic like turn right before you're about to go up and it just kind of dies like a yeah. comic or two before you. They just like aren't laughing anymore and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh no, they they all hit Good. that one mark. Yeah. Or then you see like a group of comics either like leave to go outside or just leave forever yeah. and you're like, fuck, they're the ones that would laugh at this. Now they're gone too. <laughs> or or yeah. they're, I don't know if they would laugh, but I want to give it a shot. Oh no, they're gone. I'm never going to get booked in this town. I'm out of here. Yeah. You watch like your good friends leave during your set. Oh man. <laughs> I've done that. Like not no, like. I get it. I leave during people's sets all the time. I never take that personal, but like that shit happens a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Like, even though you don't take it personal, it doesn't, like, make it not hurt, kind of. <laughs> yeah, and then also it's like, oh, that's a laugh I've, I could have gotten to make this situation a little bit easier, and that laugh is gone. So now I have to actually work for it, and I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> I hate working I, for my comedy. I hate working for, yeah. Um, okay, question. What mics do you go to Regularly. every week? Yeah. Uh, okay, let me think about this. Because I want to get back into a consistent schedule and do at least start with one mic a week and then go to two. Yeah. So I'm curious what your... Right now, my big day is Tuesday. Okay. I go do Pub Rock Live. Scottsdale? Yeah, it's in Scottsdale. And okay. it's right next... It's on the same street as Tempe Tavern on the same... Uh, and at almost the same time. So I do those two back to back and then Aguila's Hitaway is on my way home. And I really like the guys who run that, uh, Cole East and Justin Kirshner. Oh yeah. Okay. And that bar, it's the mic's in a basement. So during the summer it was like cold. I was like, this is the mic. I I used to, my opener there all summer was like, why don't we just do comedy here every night? Like it's so nice down here. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Comedy in a basement. Yeah. It's awesome. And then I go to uh, Stir Crazy every Wednesday, even if I'm not on the list, to go hang out. Okay. Lamar's pretty cool about, you know, like, he's told me before. He's like, man, like, I, you can expect, you'll probably get up, like, once a month. More than that's pretty that's unlikely. Awesome. You know, like, whether you sign up or if you're going on standby. But, okay. like, you know, he's basically saying, like, there's enough people trying to get on that it's not going to happen more than that. Oh, you know okay. I, mean? I see. Like, yeah. 
So like that, I know that when I go to hang out, that I'm mainly probably there to hang. Okay, you know. But that's cool that you're that you're still going to hang out. Well, I've just, I just I got booked there a lot. I was there the past two Sundays, and I hosted the Friday and the Saturday the weekend. Oh, really? Before that. Oh, that's awesome! Congrats. Yeah, I'm so it's really paying off because like, yeah. um, I live really close to that club, and yeah. in my opinion, it's like uh, the perfect club. Just how they set it up. I love. You can it. tell it's the, the owner's a comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no drink minimum. I uh, love that. Because like, dude, it's fucking sucks paying like a lot of money for a ticket and then going to a show and being like, no, you don't drink, but you have to buy something. Okay. Like, yeah. I hate that. It's like, okay, I'm going to get two soda pops. Yeah. Or two cranberry Fucking, juices. And they're like seven bucks. Yeah. And you don't, like, halfway through the show, I'm like a quarter of the way through my liquid death. And she's like, are you ready for your next drink? Oh and she's like, God. I guess. Like, this is a, can you just take my money? I don't even need the drink. Just save yeah. it. Like, Let I'll me drink just give you this a 40. one. Like, it's I'll give you a 40. It's so just, annoying. Uh, just charge more for the fucking ticket. Like, fuck. Yeah. You're tricking us with this. So I get I love that there's no minimum. Uh just how you can tell how it's set up. You yeah, know? the way it's set up, like the green room. I I have you ever listened to Tom's podcast, The Business of Comedy? Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but sure. he had this really great business of comedy podcast where he would interview like someone big in the industry or yeah. Like club owners, bookers, you know, comics and stuff. That's and, cool as hell. Yeah. And so he was, te- I I think maybe he was talking about this on his podcast or just at the club, but he was saying that, you know, before he went and uh, built uh, Stir Crazy, mm-hmm. um, he um, would go visit other clubs in like other states and stuff yeah. to like see like what he liked about this club and what he liked about this club. And I remember he said that like a big thing was, that they do at Sir Crazy is using black napkins mm-hmm. because, you know, why you don't want like white or like a lighter color napkin that shows on the nasties. Mm-hmm. So like that's something that really stands out to me at Stir Crazy. I think it's like black or like dark napkins and because it's that attention to detail, which yeah. is really awesome about it. Like or how they you I think they take your card like for customers they take their card up front like in the lobby mm-hmm. or something. So it makes it easier at the check drop. Yeah. And they do a good job of doing the check drop too. Like yeah. it, it doesn't. It comes like right at the end of the show. They don't do it during the like during the show. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh, that's I love the best. It there. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely run by a comic. It's like you because the check drop. I mean, I think I don't know if I've ever been on a stage during the check drop. I think if is that like the a headliner thing or a feature act? Maybe. Kind yeah, of thing. I think. I mean, sometimes it happens probably during the last comic of a showcase, okay. even though that's not really a headliner. Okay. And then, um, oh, I felt it does definitely happens during headliner sets okay. at some clubs. Okay. Like, yeah. Go. Guess that's why I haven't experienced that it's check drop a, moment. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's such a <laughs> weird thing to like go and like start collecting money. Just like end the show and then do it. Like. Yeah, end the show or just just have the host come out and kill time. On the mic while they pay. Don't. Yeah. Just like, have a good night. Tip your bartenders well. Don't drink and drive. Like, whatever you yeah. got to say. But, like, don't do it while the headliner's trying to do his closer. That's yeah. fucking insane. I think I, I don't saw, know where does that. I don't, you know. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's, I mean, it is fun when, like, the headliner, like, kind of jokes about it and stuff. But not in a hacky way. I feel like there are a lot of comics that can, well, like, 
I don't know. I'm thinking about the name correct the name correcting thing again. Like imagining comics like correcting the host. That's so awkward. Yeah. Or when comics, myself included, I've done this. I'm guilty of it. Uh-huh. When comics are new to crowd work, uh-huh. or or they they've been doing crowd work for a long time, but no one's taught, or that either no one's told them that they're doing it wrong, or they aren't listening to anyone. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of comics are also mean to the audience when they're doing crowd work. That's insane. And, like, I get it. If I think, like, there are some comics who are really good at that. Like, uh, Joshua Harrison, like, he's, like, a big roasting guy. Like, he's a roast comic. Yeah. And so, like, he'll roast the audience. And that's not my thing. I, I'm not a roaster. And if I can't handle being roasted anymore, I'm done with it. <laughs> but he's really good at roasting. So, And he's really good at roasting the audience. And I think, like, a lot of, That's like... That's a special skill, though. Most comics don't skill. have that. Most comics don't have it, and a lot think they do, or think that, yeah, think that their insults are roasts while they're really just insults. It's like, stop. If you see an older lady in the audience telling her that she looks like she's in the Golden Girls, that, I don't know. I You're guess that's... It's being mean. It's being mean, and also, I guess, if... I guess, if it's going to make the audience laugh, because... Some- you know, sometimes but. I don't know. I, my thing for roast is I like when they have a twist. I like to start with like a nice setup and then have a twist to it so I that it's that. kind of like a misdirection. So it's actually yeah. kind of like a joke. Like one of my big ones that I do for like when I was on a roast, I would be like, so and so is definitely a terrific comedian. I feel like they would crush for an audience of 14 year olds. Oh, so, man. So like you're kind of almost being nice. Yeah. And then like it's the twist is you're like, yeah, but they're like immature. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like that. I like um I like when there's like a twist like that even if it's It like makes insulting. it feel more jokey than yeah. like just being like uh I don't know whatever the I'm a big old water chugger. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I brought you that tiny No, it's okay. Bottle. It was a good start. This was my <laughs> was appetizer. <laughs> you gave me an appetizer. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um yeah. What are your goals for the next, uh, I guess, year of your comedy career? Uh, I'm going to do my own shit. I'm going to stop waiting around for other people to do to help me with things and just do my own shit. Okay, get specific about that. I'm going to headline my own show. I'm going to... Um, uh, I just got really like pumped up about like my goals, and then I was like, oh, I haven't, fo- I haven't thought them through. Yeah, but yeah, I went to... Like, my goal is to just, is to, my two big goals, headline my own show, which Uh I'm already working on, and then um, accept, accept and um, exploit my weirdness for good, for, like, rather than feeling, because I feel down about myself all the time, I'm like, oh, I'm such a different comedian, oh, no, I'm so absurd, and the clothes don't want me. That's going to serve you well. No, that'll be good. It's better to be unique, even if it makes you feel like the path's harder right now. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's, because I, and I've been coming into, I've been (coughs) more accepting of my weirdness as, as I've gone along in my comedy, and just as I've, aged i realized oh this is me mm-hmm. i am weird i am broken i am an addict for those who, who 
<laughs> don't know about the rules of addiction podcast. Listen to an episode in the car on the way here. It was fantastic. Still smoked weed on the way <laughs> here as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still smoked a lot of weed. Well, no, I smoked my, my vape pen, but oh, that's another goal. Quit weed pens because I think at, once I do that, then I will be, I will move like two steps up in my comedy and just, interesting. Yeah. I hope, I hope so. Thanks. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. I don't know. I use weed pens for uh, social activities. Right. And, and that's the only drug I use right now. So it's like, why the fuck would I want to give that up? Yeah. Like when you have one thing, it's hard, huh? You're like, I'm doing so well. This <sighs> yeah. thing doesn't fuck up my life, but yeah. I still want to try it without it. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. hope that goes well for you. And Thank you. Uh, weed will always be there if it doesn't. So, we, Oh, yeah. Weed is always it's, there. It's, it's a good thing to try either way. Yeah. I hope... I yeah, it'll. Happen. I really, uh, I really think your second goal is great, capitalizing on your weirdness. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You're so funny, and um, thank you. Uh, I don't. I guess I can understand why you feel like maybe outcast because of it, but I don't. Yeah, I think uh, comedy is kind of a place for weirdos. So it really is, and um, yeah, thank you again for saying that. It it is because a lot of my friends and i don't know maybe it's safe to say that you're a weirdo too yeah is i that think a, so okay yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i i think you are a, a weirdo but you're a cool weirdo. um all my co- comedian friends are weird as fuck they're just they're yeah yeah but because i guess you know my all my internal issues and how i see myself and i project onto other people i see you know i see all my friends even if they're struggling i see them as like doing better than I am. Interesting. And yeah. I think you're definitely projecting. I, put, I do that all day. I don't all day. All day, every day. Well, there's, 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 I know some comics that are like not doing well. So. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's, it's project. It yeah. really is. Project- like you're definitely not doing the worst of the comics yeah. in the Phoenix That's comedy. True. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around. I'm a, uh, I'm sober ish. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You're not probably not gonna die in the next year. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> of a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so worried about like I know 50 of our friends all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I I was there with them. Maybe not not to that degree. Yeah. Not to the fentanyl degree, but you know. Y- oh, I just mean that it's in cocaine every now and then. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think anybody in the that comedy scene's intentionally doing fentanyl, but Oh, like, okay. I thought you meant that like, oh, there's like, like everyone at Devils is like on. Yeah, like forty percent of the comics in Phoenix have a Coke problem. Dude, dude, dude. Okay, listen of the open mic scene. I don't know yeah. shit about people booked on shows. I don't know. I mean there's you can always tell. Like yeah. there whenever there's someone with a certain kind of energy, I, I always think like, okay, if someone's like in kind of in my face and being really extra and and <laughs> making me feel extra anxious like oh i have to keep up it's either coke uh adhd s- some other things yeah or coke <laughs> you know? or coke coke twice yeah. yeah and i mean i was i was that person and and until like I threw enough bags of coke away in Jack in the Box trash can to try to stop myself, <laughs> and then I went back the next day looking through the trash can, and it wasn't no there. No yeah. Chance, yeah. yeah, wrong podcast. Rules of rules of. No, no, wait. this is fun. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, and then your first goal. Uh, so are you gonna like produce a show? Yeah. Because you can just rent. Like, how many like tickets would you like? I- Think you could sell or like ideally sell? Oh fuck! I'm a self-loathing person, so 
Okay, good. I sh- you shut the door. I'm thinking we're in a law psychiatry. No, we're in an office, a professional uh, office right now. Uh-huh. Don't want to give away the location. I, can I say fuck? Yeah. After I've said it like 20 uh-huh. times? You're okay. good. Um, what were you saying? Uh, oh, f- for, how many tickets do you think you're going to be able to, like, if you, like, put on it? Because, like, there's different venues you can rent for, like, not that much. Yeah. For, there's different options. Like, I know a good one you can rent for around 1,000 that seats 200. Oh, damn. I don't know about that. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. A good, Ask me about that next year. Sure. I don't mean to deny your choice. No, no. I mean, there's probably, um, there's got to be a theater that seats, like, 80 that you could do for half of that. I oh, think, yeah. Um, uh, I, th- I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Actually. There's a club that I think you can rent for uh, 400 Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that okay. on the podcast. Hell, yeah. Around that, I think. I was... Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'll tell you where I'm thinking of doing it after. I don't yeah. want, to, yeah, 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 sure. Um, but I'm thinking like maybe fifty to sixty people, like a smaller thing. Nice, that'd be fun as well. Yeah. yeah, you're from here, right? You've been yeah. doing comedy here. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know, like, I have a good, I have a good fan base. Like, I've, div- I've, I have genuine like fans who are not just like friends awesome. of mine, but like actual fans. And a lot of them in Arizona and in Phoenix. And I've never, I guess like I used to produce shows. I had a friend I produced shows with and mm-hmm. then she fucking died. Jesus. <laughs> she did, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just, thank you for laughing. A lot of times people don't laugh and it's like, you need to laugh. Delivery. I was like, wait, is she serious? Oh my God. Yeah, she died. Yeah. I mean, we, awesome. we stopped doing the show before she died, but she still died. Yeah, and it's not coming back now. Yeah. Oh, she took a bunch of fentanyl. That was her thing. Yeah. On, per- like, she on like, purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a friend of mine uh, tell me he was doing fentanyl. I was like, you're going to die. And then they did. So. Like the same day you told him? No, 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 no. Months later. But, you know, oh. still. It's like, fuck, I told you. I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah. It's like, you got to listen to me next time. Yeah. Oh, wait, you can't. Yeah. Dead guy. Maybe they know each other. Maybe they're hanging out right now and doing drugs. <laughs> if there's a heaven. Oh, no, they're not in heaven. Or at least well, she's not. I don't think you get drugs in hell. Well, whatever. It's okay. But may, what if it's like you're... Yeah, that's true. Heaven would be doing drugs with, without any of the guilt. Being yeah. able to do drugs all day. <laughs> maybe day heaven's without. just like if you never did drugs in your life, you get to in the end, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, I will, yeah. I will start believing in heaven yeah. for that reason. Do you know about uh, smart goals? Have you heard of this concept? This is a big thing with me on this podcast. I've been in various therapy groups, and I have all the the literature and stuff, but I uh, didn't pay attention. Or it's actually a, a business. I learned this in a business class. Oh, I fell asleep in business yeah, yeah, class. Yeah, nice. so. Yeah, yeah. No, so no, I don't. I don't know what it is. So SMART is an acronym. It stands for uh, specific, measurable attainable or achievable. That's the big okay. one. It means like you have to be able to like for sure accomplish this goal. It can't be abstract, like get a Netflix special. Cause like you have no idea if you can actually do that. That's okay. not in your hands. It okay. has to be like, you have to know for sure you can do it. Then the last two are, uh, what is it? Relevant. So it has to be like relevant to your other goals and then okay. time bound. So it's just like that. It, it relates to time in some way. So okay. like the big one for me there, I have three that are, like, pretty big. One of them is, like, perform comedy five times per week. 
This oh, is wow. very specific. Okay. I know I can do it. There's five. There's at least five open mics I can get on. There's way more than five I can get on. So yeah. at a minimum, I know I can do five open mics. I try to do way more than that. That's just my minimum. Okay. Uh, per week? Per week. Damn. God. Well, I do three every... Uh, That's true. You Tuesday. Okay. And then I do Wayward. And then sometimes mic drop if okay. it's inside. And then... There's like a back street out here, and there's and then sometimes I'm booked on shows or whatever okay. on the weekend. So that's usually my five right there. Okay, and that, and then sometimes stir crazy on Wednesday. And you put that in the first one, the specific. Yeah. S for it, specific. I th- yeah, I think it is specific okay, enough because yeah. it's five times per week. It's okay. Pretty specific. Yeah. Um, one is right for one hour per day. That's kind of dropped to. One hour per day, five days a week. That's really good. And do you, like, actually follow that every day? Yeah. Damn! And then uh, watch watch or listen to the audio or video if I taped myself. That's so, oh. that's, that's the hard one. That's oh, How soon after your set do you do it? I usually try to do it the next morning. I don't <sighs> like doing it right after. Okay. Yeah. What if it's, like, a really good set? Then will you, like... Do it after to relive it, or is it always the next no, morning? No, I'm usually high enough off of just having the good set that yeah. I'm like, I'll just save this and feel good about it again tomorrow okay. morning. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I actually listen to the good sets less than the bad ones. Yeah? I'm just like, I know that went well. I don't really like, unless I like remember I like thought of something I'd never said before. It's like, oh, I need okay. to go write that down. But okay. I really listen to the bad sets. Which sucks, but, like, that's the ones I want to change. Yeah, that's true. You know? Oh, God, and then you, like, you discover things about yourself. You're like, <laughs> oh, why, when did I start sa- g- saying, Nobody says that word that many times. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, why? sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. You're okay. Like, oh, I'm horrible at stand-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why have I been doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think... uh. I think smart goals are really good because I think comics get caught up in abstract goals that they don't like we so bad want to be like, oh, I want to be in at this club. It's like Mm -hmm. that's not up to you. You don't get to decide. Yeah. And um, because there are also so many factors that go into either getting into a club or doing this and doing that. It's different for everyone. Yes, exactly. It's based on so much. And like being funny is 10 percent of it. It's the most important 10%, yeah. but it's 10% of it. There's God. a bunch of other things you have to do also. And a lot of comics don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of comics want to go do okay at an open mic three times a week and think they deserve club spots off of that. Yeah, or like headlining long, like 45-minute sets. Like, I get the delusion. I've yeah. been in that delusion. Oh, uh, yeah. We're all delusional. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I know. I'm just thankful for that because I was delusional even before I became a comic. So it's nice knowing that, like, but like comedy made me more delusional, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not helping. No. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, <laughs> it's you know yeah it's not it's like smart maybe goals. maybe i could make it <laughs> but that's but yeah so that's where the the smart goals that's because you're right about like the abstract goals it's like you know it's kind of like we all have this vision board but we just have like one we just have like the netflix special on it or we just have like be a comedian on the vision it's board, why but nothing i like specific. them it's like what do you know you can do yeah. perform more write more yeah edit yourself more network more you know yeah. like 
people don't want to like talk about how important it is who you know. It's yeah, it's who you know and how important. you act. It's way more important than how funny you are. You just got to be funny enough. Like yeah. this is a big thing I've talked about a lot of times, but it's like okay, anytime I've ever gotten offered like a spot, and the guy's like, "Hey, also, uh, like we have another spot if you want to bring a friend." Like usually when I was back in Oregon, uh, oh damn, there was like these uh, guys in Southern Oregon that was like there was like two, it was like a two hour drive, so they knew I'd prefer to have a friend okay. with me, so they'd be like. I got a spot for you and like pick a buddy or whatever. Wow. And every single time I picked my friend that was funny enough that I liked the most. Mm, Never mm. the funniest person. And I was like, this guy's an asshole though. Like, yeah. You know, because I have to be in the car with him for four hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like someone you vibe with someone like it's more like, important. It's yeah. like, I think this person's funny. I don't necessarily think they're the funniest person in Eugene, but I'd yeah. rather spend the time with them than anybody else. So yeah. that's who got picked. Yeah. So it's like you have to be funny enough, and then there's a whole uh, bunch of other factors that go into stuff like that. You have to be, you have to behave professionally online. Yeah, right. Because I think, now also, I don't know, like I see other comics like, and again, this is something I've been guilty of, you know, before I was on the right medication and before I, you know, reached a certain age of maturity or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, some of the things comics say online, and I don't know if their pages are, Facebook specifically, um, I don't know if their pages are private or it's only their friends and family can see what they're saying or if they have, I know a lot of people have bookers, like club bookers and stuff as their friends. Of course. And so I don't know if they're hiding posts from these people, but a lot of people say some in really deep and dark and embarrassing sh- shit or like they get in fights with people on social media. And it's like, dude, you, someone's going to see you say this yeah. and it's, it, I don't know. I clean it up. Yeah. Clean it up. Or I don't know, I guess because I have no proof that like, that's something that bookers, um, look at. I just assume like if I were a booker, if I were booking a club, I would not book this person who gets in, fights with people publicly on social right. media and like says insulting mean things in the name of comedy or whatever. Cause I don't know. I see a lot of comics doing it and I don't mean to complain about them. I'm a, I'm a negative ass bitch. <laughs> no, uh, I, what, is there a lot of hate speech in the Phoenix comedy scene? You don't say. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just, Cause I don't know, I guess because I'm not a natural roaster. And then, so when I'm around like a bunch of people that are like roasting each other, I never know. Is this bullying? Cause like I walk into an open mic and I think, oh, they're all bullying the sweet guy. But then it's just like, oh no, they're all just friends. Yeah. That's what guys, people do. It's hard to know sometimes yeah. the difference. And then I, <laughs> Even like when you're part of it. Yeah. <laughs> they're being mean to me or are they my friends? I don't yeah. know. Oh, well. I don't know. But at least they're paying attention to me. <laughs> At least they're acknowledging me. Yeah. I'm in their group for once. Right. I'm not like sitting by myself in the corner. Yeah. Dude, this one time I had an open mic in Eugene. Uh, this kid who ended up being a really good friend of mine, but he was very new at the time. It was like maybe just like his seventh or eighth open mic. He was sitting by himself instead of like with the comics at the open mic. And there was nobody else at this open mic. So I'm just like not running material. I'm basically just yelling at my friends. And I yell at this kid. 
I'm like, Sam, what are you doing? Like, you fucking weirdo, go sit with the comments like a comedian. <laughs> he was like, oh. But then he got up and walked over. Oh. They like bullied him into being part of the scene. Yeah. It was fun. See, that's, that. yeah, it's definitely uh, bullying on one hand, but also it's it's kind of helpful when, when people do like a little like helpful, lovable bullying. Like, go hang out with those people and be social. You, like, you have face. to be our friend too. Yeah. Like, you can't just show up and not like interact with us. We're yeah. in this. That's what, it's the beautiful thing about comedy. Yeah. If this is what I know about being a comedian, if I never make it to the point where I'm a professional, I'm still so glad I found a community of people that I can relate to. Yeah. It's been incredible watching people like this. This isn't really true of me. Um, but it's been incredible watching people who have never found community before Yeah, find one that accepts them and thrive because mm-hmm. of it. You know, that's what I was going to say to you earlier when you say saying uh, that you feel like a weirdo. It's yeah. like, this is a place where that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, that's people true. People love you anyways if you're weird. We have this shared thing that like we're trying to make people laugh and we don't really know quite why yeah or how it works exactly but we're just trying to figure it out yeah we're all kind of broken and mentally unwell yeah and, <laughs> and, and you most know, of us yeah, that, sure are yeah that's and that you're right like you it, it's nice being in a group like that in a community like that like where you know i you can like for like mental illness, like you can talk with so many comics about mental illness or addiction issues. And like, you realize like, Oh shit, they've done more fucked up shit than I have. Or they're currently doing a lot of fucked up shit that I used to do. I totally get what they're going through. And so, yeah. And I, I found that in improv too. Like it with improv, it wasn't as much like addiction and everything. There's so much of that in stand up. in improv. It was more like, being different a lot of people who've been like maybe bullied or you know have like social issues uh or just like super awkward and stuff and so yeah but it's nice like mixing the two groups it's like oh yeah we're all broken yeah (laughs) i love it i'm uh i'm uh uh, fuck i can't think of the right word i'm excited to do improv more and step into that world oh my god so okay you're doing short form What's the class called? Like it's intro to like improv. Intro to improv. Yeah. Oh my god, that's. Have you taken any improv before this? Mm-hmm, none. <gasps> yeah, it's so fun. And oh it's so god. hard. I can feel like just even getting used to doing like the yes and where you're like, no, don't like reject anything. Just yeah. Yes and like that can get hard. And I notice other people do it too. Like uh, we'll be doing a scene and somebody will say something and the other person will be like, no, you didn't. It's like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're like, no, we, that's like yeah. what we're trying not to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's so hard. It's hard because it be. they, they try to teach you an improv not to overthink, but then when you're learning, mm-hmm. to learning like the basics of improv, that's when you do so much overthinking. Yes, and always. I, when I was off meds one of the times in my life, I tattooed yes and on my wrist with a needle <laughs> and, and some... <laughs> India, I think it's called India Ink. Yeah, and that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad so, you went off meds. Oh, yeah. I've done it here and there. Spent a lot of money I didn't have. Bought a lot of electronic, electronics I ended up selling. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was years ago. You could have just done meth with me. Dude, I listened to your podcast, you and Gene. Yeah. I didn't unplug No, no, you're okay. okay. I just double-checked. You're good. Okay, thank you. Dude, I went on a date 
I, I've only done online dating like three times, and uh-huh. it was years ago, um, way before I met my current man, amazing man, not telling anyone his name. He's locked in a basement. Um, <laughs> I I went on a date with some chode burger, uh-huh. and he, he was like super hyper, uh-huh. and this was before I did any like drugs really, even sure. barely even weed, uh-huh. and he... We went to a bar, and he was a chode there, and I was like, oh, this guy's being a dick and talking about his ex-girlfriend. I'm totally going to go hang out with him at his house, which I did. And then I went there, and he started – He we went to his bedroom, and he we just sat on the bed watching Breaking Bad. And uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck is this show? I don't want to fucking watch it. Uh-huh. I just want to, like – I want to – I want to, like – I want you to compliment my earrings and tell me I, I – Reminds you of your mother or something. I know. And uh, and then he pulled out a plate from under his bed. Yeah. And it had like pretty pink, pink rocks on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is this rock candy? And he's like, no, it's meth. And I was like, oh. And cool. I did. <laughs> he just snorted it. I think he snorted. I don't oh, know. Oh God, really? Was that it shit hurts. He probably did, but it hurts. If he didn't smoke it, he probably snorted it. Okay. Yeah. He snorted it. It looked like. Rock candy, yeah, like right, yeah, candy. it hurts too. Like, oh well, it's I'm sharp. I'm glad it hurt him. Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But he and I didn't do any of it because I wasn't smart. It's smart, but also I think like, I mean, God, I mean, if I I could have gotten some free meth that night and had a great story, but I know exactly what would have happened. Like, mm-hmm. I would have immediately, and I was already at a bad, in a bad place. Sure, yeah, that's the worst time to do math. Oh, yeah, and I wasn't even doing stand-up comedy back then. I don't think I was even doing improv, so yeah. I was so broken. Uh-huh. But I don't know, you guys were talking about meth, and I was like... There's this comic <sighs> I know that does meth and does comedy while he's on, like, while using. It's insane to me. <sighs> I mean, it sounds kind of fun. It maybe probably is. I yeah. don't know. It sounds cr- it's just sounds so weird to me because like when I was doing meth, like I was out like robbing homeless people. <gasps> like like heroin addicts. Like that was my Damn. big thing when I was doing meth was I'd go out at four in the morning and look for people in Seattle who had nodded out on heroin and then just take all their shit from them and figure out like what was valuable or not and then th- that's like how i made a living what ended up being valuable like what oh the they're value? all heroin addicts are always like breaking into places to like steal shit so it was like uh, your own personal goodwill situation right like, goodwill like i didn't want to go like steal from stores so i just waited till they did it and then stole whatever they had that's Dude, a really good system it worked really well <laughs> heroin addicts hate meth addicts because like okay they do that a lot because okay. they all fall asleep, and meth addicts don't. Oh, yeah. Meth addicts are getting shit done or yeah. Think, yeah. Thinking of spinning in circles while they're about to get yeah. shit done. Exactly. Wow. So were you doing stand-up while you were doing No, meth? no. I started after. I started, I think, two years-ish after. After you stopped meth? Yeah. Wow. Probably the first year I was just like getting okay i was like okay. basically just slept and did treatment for like a year wow okay and then i went back to college and while i was in college i was like i'm gonna start doing stand-up and then wow. i did at some point and then i've been okay. doing it since did you um had did you had you wanted oh. i liked stand-up i never wanted to do it like i never 
had this idea of like, oh, I want to be a comedian. Ever since I can remember, I've enjoyed making people laugh. Okay. Like when I hang out with my friends, it feels like everything we say, we're just going for a laugh. Yeah. Okay. So I've always valued comedy in that way. Honestly, in a weird way, it was when I got sober from meth and I started shoplifting a lot because that like gave me adrenaline and kind of like replace the meth in a weird way yeah and then it got really quickly to the point where it was like oh i can't keep shoplifting either this isn't like significantly better than meth it's slightly better but it's not like you know so then i was like i need something that like excites me and i was like i considered either being a whitewater rafting guide or it's doing stand up. I was like, I think I'll just go try and open mic. Like, it seems had like, you ever done white water uh-uh. rafting before? Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait, and that was a post meth thought. Yeah, it was like oh. just go do something real intense uh, okay. every day because you know I'll never like be. It's like I'll never be bored. But stand ups wow. like that too. I'm never bored. Like, okay, if you have like it's. I can get through my day if I have an open mic that I'm looking forward to. That okay, night. and I'm like, Hell oh, I yeah. have this new joke I want to try. Like, it just gives you something to care about that's not, like, just feeling pointless. Yeah. Which is, like, really where I think addiction came for me. Yeah. It's just, like, I didn't feel like I had any purpose or any idea what I was doing in life. And okay. Like, you know. Uh, is comedy, like, your, is comedy an addiction? I think so, but yeah. in a healthy way, in a weird yeah. way. I don't think it's always healthy. There's yeah. definitely times when I've, like, driven 45 minutes to go to an open mic in Tempe when it's 115 degrees and then oh. I get there and there's nobody there and I'm like why do I do this to myself oh like, man like <laughs> I should just stay home it's okay yeah <laughs> I think yeah it's definitely like I see I wish <laughs> I wish comedy was more of an addiction for me it has it's and I guess I I often wish I were a different kind of addict anyway. So sure. that's probably not healthy thinking. Yeah. Like I'm a big old like binge eater, but I would <laughs> love to be like the opposite, like a bitch who doesn't eat. Yeah. Damn, wish I was one of those. My friend has a funny joke about that, about how he has a six pack, but it's not a good thing because he's just like so emaciated that you can see oh. his stump, his abs, and uh, he's like, it's it's not like, it's funny that I haven't eating disorder that makes me skinny instead of fat but it's not like i'm really any better than fat people or whatever i'm saying i'm butchering yeah. this joke because i don't actually know it but that's the premise okay. that you know yeah that even like people that look good have eating disorders sometimes <sighs> and how not fair that is those motherfuckers i know right god damn it. oh god i'm so skinny yeah it's like oh shut up you little twat <laughs> excuse my language no yeah yeah your language yeah, yeah twat's yeah. horrible <laughs> yeah um let's see what um do you ever think about moving no really i'm anti-moving okay yeah i don't want to move for comedy i think also i'm very um i'm i have a lot of fear about a lot of things and also i guess i've never wanted to move out of arizona interesting I, i don't want to leave my family my dogs my niece my sister my boyfriend uh, I'm not doing comedy in ca- in Los Angeles. Los Angeles doing comedy and living there does not sound appealing at all. Sure, I would love to now. Even though I don't want to move, because I I believe that I can make a legit, real comedy career. Whether it's stand up, you know, animation, you know, podcasting, I can do that here and travel. 
first I have to get over my fear of traveling and then I'll do that <laughs> or of flying, not traveling. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to move. I, I definitely want to spend a lot of time in scene, different scenes. Like yeah. I want to go to New York for like a month and then come back and like, or go to like Denver for a few weeks or something. Yeah, so Denver's like, cool. Yeah, you've yeah. been there? Mm-hmm. Not for comedy, but in general. And I would love to go for comedy. I hear it's an insanely good comedy town. I yeah, I've had a few comics like Thomas Nichols. Do you know Thomas Nichols? He I do. Okay. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I think he was was or is a Seattle. No, he's in Denver now. He is in But he's Denver. cool. He's up in Seattle a lot. He yeah. definitely knows a uh, uh, this dude Adam Tiller, who's like pretty yeah. big up in Seattle, and yeah, on shows and stuff together up there every now and then. Okay, yeah, I think he, Thomas Nichols gets around. He's like he, he tours well, yeah, and he's he makes like he just makes it look easy, like headlining, like his, and even though he's like telling like legit jokes, it's I think how I imagine maybe Sam Talent. I don't know. I don't know if Thomas Nichols is an improvised guy. He just makes his his set look easy. I guess what I'm trying to say is he's a great comic. Sure. But so he was telling me that there's like an awesome scene in Denver and like the surrounding areas. And then this other comic, I think Edward bell, he's a Denver comic. Um, he was saying like, you can get like a lot of spots out there and, and I mean, you're going somewhere where, where that gets snow, even if you're not there when there's snow, it just feels like, it's a good place to be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so I want to do comedy there, try out Austin, try out the mothership and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. That'd be incredible, obviously. Oh my yeah. It'd be fun. It looks so cool. It's interesting how they've like created such a little mecca there. I know. And it happened so fast, like just a, like know, soon it's, after the pandemic. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's like a cult or some sort it of. It kind of is the Rogan yeah. cult, kind of. But, like, it's cool that somebody cared enough about comedy to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, from everything I've heard about the mothership, they're paying comics way more than most clubs do. Wow. He's like, Rogan's basically running it as, like, a break-even operation from what I've heard. So Damn. They're just paying comics, like, as much, however much the money the club makes that night split or whatever. Damn. Like, okay. Um. Like, yeah. I heard uh, Sam Talent talking about it on his podcast. He said he did, like, a 15-minute set, and he got paid, like, his rent money. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that was his line. I was like, Jesus Christ. So, and then, like, I wish there was a club here that could do that format where you just have, like, you know, uh, comics doing 15-minute sets. Like, how they, what's that? Uh, like, a showcase-style club, I guess, is what you'd call it or something like I that. I love... Uh, that would be amazing. It would be sick. It's just so good for the co- comedy culture. I get, like, yeah. why there's not one here. It's like, you would have to book the same, like, yeah. <laughs> comics every week because there's just not, like... The people yeah. that are good, you know, like, I'm not even on that list, so I'm not talking shit about anybody in specific. Like, it's just like, yeah, there, it, you once you get to the 15-minute consistent mark, like, yeah, that, that window's like, down Like, I can do 15 minutes well. I'm just saying I'm not sure I'm, like, does, could do 15 minutes well, like, good enough for a club show. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the club, if the club's trying to draw not – Based off, like, do you recognize this headliner's name just based on, like, we have good comedy all the time. Yeah. It's like, I still bomb every now oh, and then. Yeah. Like, it happens a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that does suck about, like, that we don't really have, we're not really able to have clubs like that because, like, the lack of comics and stuff. And, but then, like, that will be cool if we have it because that's, like, a good way to, like, force yourself to Get really, better, like, yeah. yeah. 
I think you'd be awesome up there in like a 15 minute set. I know. I do well in 15 minutes. I have yeah. a solid 15. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. But also like every crowd's different. Like when I was hosting at Stir Crazy, like the early show would feel like such an old crowd. Oh like, my God. I have this bit about how Hunter Biden's awesome because he likes doing cocaine and it would like bomb. I was like, really? That's like too political. Like oh my Hunter God. likes doing cocaine is too political. Like, yeah. Okay. Like fine. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it. So it was an older crowd. You said the like, early shows for sure were okay. All uh, right. The late shows were a little more chill, but you could just feel it's like, oh, you guys are kind of like an old Republican crowd. Yeah, kind of. <sighs> like it, it kind of makes sense when you think about who has like twenty five bucks to spend on a comedy show. Yeah, that's where the headliner they've probably not heard of. Like, yeah, they're just like, oh, you know what? I saw there's a comedy show. I read about it in the newspaper. Right, <laughs> and so it's like that's who's there. Yeah, you know. It's not a lot of people our age that go to comedy show. You know, uh, people yeah. do, but, like, it's not, like, the overwhelming. Yeah. The mic crowd is the most fun. The, what do you mean? Like, uh, the crowd Lamar draws for the Wednesday oh, mic at Stir Crazy. Yeah, that's a really fun crowd because yeah. that's, it's a lot of it's energy, like a lot of drinking. It's the people Lamar draws plus comics and comic friends. Yeah. Is basically makes up the audience that night. Yeah. So it's, like, it's fun. And you Lamar always has like a wild. ton of friends and like just people like he draws he knows well, so dude. Many people. I think, yeah, nobody draws like Lamar. Yeah, like at our level. Yeah, you know? he puts on great shows, dude. Yeah, he puts on great shows, and he like consistently puts on great shows. Yeah, I went to a, he did a show on a Tuesday at Stir Crazy, and there was probably seventy people in there. I was like, "What? Hell yeah, let's go!" Yeah, I was like, "You guys should have shows every Tuesday. Let's go." I know. <laughs> And and watch they have like another pr- uh, yeah. producer in it. It's like there's nothing. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I've been to uh, Thursday shows there that were way lighter. So, oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Lamar. That's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. So, uh, all right, we're there. Uh, plug anything you want to plug. Um, uh, any like it's better to plug like Instagram. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, you can plug shows if you want. Just like probably like thirty people will have listened by the okay. time. You know. So like. It's better, I think, to plug the more permanent things so that as, like, the audience grows and yeah. people come back and listen to it, okay. uh, it's there and it's still useful. But plug anything you want to plug. Oh, no. that Yeah, that's perfect. You can follow me on all the socials at Dana Wisson, D-A-N-A-W-H-I-S-S-E-N. Um, I post pretty consistently. Like, I post, like, stand-up clips and, like, just, like, clips of, like, videos of jokes I'm working on and, like, a lot of my cartoons and stuff. Um, I post about my shows I have a bunch of shows coming up, but I can't remember what they are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And you have a website? No, I have a domain. I don't have a website. If you Dang. go to dot you'll either find a picture of a dick or a, or a, <laughs> something that says it's, this is invalid. Go away. <laughs> well, uh, definitely go to danawisson.com then. Yeah, go check it out. Let me know what it look what 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 dick is up today. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. <laughs>